everybody this is Michaela welcome back to three dumb blondes um, as you guys know from where from what we posted um, we were sort of doing a little mini series um, Kristen and Cody unfortunately I wasn't able to go there they visited a psychic medium Katie in Indiana what is her place clarity, with Katie. clarity with Katie and um, we also talked with Andromeda about um, astrology and birth charts. And today we are super excited to be here at Raven's Moon Oracle. And we are here with Raven. Um, Cody and I are both here. Hi. Unfortunately, Kristen couldn't be here. It is her birthday today, though, so I just wanted to say happy birthday to Kristen, the other blonde that's not here. Um, but we are going to just go ahead and, and start then. Um, so... Do you like to go by Raven? Yes, I prefer you do? to go by Raven. Okay. Yes, yes. That's what I thought. I wasn't sure. Um, I just have a couple of questions. Um, I guess the first one would be if you could just explain what you do here and and what all is here. Okay. For people that may not know. Yeah. Um, I am the owner and uh, I run Raven Moon's Oracle um, in downtown Dubois. Um, and we offer everything that a metaphysical shop would. Um, it's also a spiritual wellness shop. We make a lot of products on 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 premises, soy candles, incense, charms. Um, everybody of every path is welcome here. Um, we actually have things that would suit uh, everybody of any, any spiritual path. So whether incense, holy water, candles, um, specialized crystals, and we also offer um, psychic tarot readings here. Um, okay, so I guess my next question would be, so everybody, I just had a reading and I loved it. Um, I guess I just kind of would like to know um, what is the difference between tarot cards and oracle cards and which do you use both or? That's actually a really good question. Um, I actually teach a tarot 101 class where we talk about the difference between tarot and oracle. Um, tarot cards are definitely different than oracle cards. Tarot cards go by a system that all tarot cards copy. So they have their own archetypes, they have their own um, symbolism. So if you find that you are attracted and you learn one tarot deck, then any deck that says tarot on it, you'd be able to read. Um, it has its own language, but it pans towards, I mean, there's over 2000 probably counting different tarot decks. Um, and then from there, like I said, if you master one tarot deck, you can read any other tarot deck. When it comes to oracle cards, each oracle deck has its own language. So if you master one oracle deck, don't expect to be able to read any old oracle deck. You have to kind of master the language of each. For me, I started reading with the Rider-Waite tarot deck um, in my teens. Um, and it wasn't necessarily speaking to me. It was more memorization. So then when I discovered Oracle cards, their language spoke to me more and I was able to hone in my intuition and my psychism by utilizing Oracle cards um, more. And I actually have been 
reading with the Fairies Oracle by Brian Froud probably for the last 15 years, and I absolutely love it. Oh, wow. Do you have it here for sale? Yes, yes. I have the Fairies Oracle for sale along with many other Oracle decks as well as a vast amount of tarot decks as well. So if some somebody comes in and they're looking for a specific deck, whether tarot or Oracle, I can definitely kind of guide them and navigate them to, to what would better suit them. So for someone starting into all of this, it would be easier to start with the tarot card. Yes, yes. I always recommend the Rider Waite only because that's the pretty much the example that every other tarot deck gets their inspiration from. So absolutely, tarot decks tend to be a little bit more guidance-oriented, where there's more symbolism, um, and it's easier to kind of dive into reading cards if you start with a tarot deck. So we've been talking to a lot of people that um, deal in, like, the psychic and spiritual world, and, like, they all have each of their different tools. Yours specifically are the cards, right, correct? Yes, yes. So, and we've talked to a lot of people like this, but something that we've never really asked anyone is, like, where do these, like, originate from? Like, where did they come from? Do you know? Well, tarot decks actually date back um, centuries. Um, it actually started out as a card game called Trumps, so it's very French-oriented. Um, and then after that, um, more of the mysticism kind of gravitated towards um, reading actual playing cards. So they started out as a game. Um, and then it just kind of, I think in the 17th century, um, more people of the mystical um, uh, path started gravitating towards them for psychism, for intuition. Um, they also used to be used by, forms of tarot cards used to be used by Christian priests to teach morals to, to churchgoers. So it stems so many different cultures, so many different religions. Um, there's not just one owning of it, um, but actually the Rider Waite um, was the epitome of introducing tarot decks as divination. They actually um, hired a female, Pamela Coleman Smith, her nickname was actually Pixie, to do all the art. So it's wonderful to kind of see the, the original tarot deck being illustrated by a woman and somebody who was actually just very much herself a psychic very much herself a reader and then she actually does her she did her own um coleman smith um deck that she did her own art to so it's amazing to see how it evolved from her oh that's really and was cool. that in the 17th Century? Um, that I believe was in the 19th century. Yeah, when um, so even then it was pretty like revolutionary for a woman to be in charge. Oh, absolutely, and... absolutely. And a lot of people who read with the yeah. writer deck or just read with tarot have no idea that the artwork originated with a female. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and actually she um she was a New York City girl like me, and she went to Pratt University, um where a lot of my good friends who are artists go. So it's just amazing to see that evolution of you know a female kind of having mm -hmm. having a place. So like that is something that like I personally would like to get like more into with this. Like, yes, we talk to these people, but we just ask like kind of the same generic right. Like, you should do a class. How did you know you could do this? Like, <laughs> things like that. But we've never really, like, dived into, like, where does all this come from? Right. Where it's, like, the culture rooted, like, all of that thing. Mm -hmm. Then I would, like, definitely... Oh yeah, really enjoy. Yeah, there's doing an amazing like there's an amazing history to it, and especially with whatever class I teach a lot of classes, and one of the classes I do teach is the Tarot One Hundred and One, and I 
delve into the history because no matter what you do, no matter what you're interested in, whether it's spiritual or mundane, knowing the history and the culture that span, I mean, not only is that amazing knowledge to have, but it's respectful to those who have walked the path before you. You know, so it's definitely helpful. I feel like with something like this, you shouldn't know the history and know where it came from before you just buy it and start to do it. Absolutely. Just, and treat it like it's just something for fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it is like for entertainment, but like... Oh, yeah. Not just to like have any respect for like the craft that it came from and like how much history is like behind it exactly because there's such beautiful history i mean you can go into just you know the pamela coleman writer you know history and then just history in italy and france and you know where tarot and then you have you know the gypsies who took it and started just utilizing the playing cards Mm -hmm. um and that's how they read because you can use playing cards to read tarot you can use actual you know tarot cards there's just so much information out there that's really neat i would love to like learn about gypsies and like true gypsies and things like that not like thieves and what people no 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 yeah yeah i mean gypsies come from so many cultures i mean they originated from india and they just stemmed i mean i have gypsy background in my italian culture so again (laughs) it's it's gypsy culture is is um full of a lot of dark because they have been and they continue to be persecuted um and seen as thieves and wanderers um Mm -hmm. but there's also so much mysticism and magic you know in, in the gypsy culture as well um while we're on the topic of gypsies, you're having a gypsy night here, aren't you? Yes. Would I... you like to tell us about that? Oh, my God. Of course. I love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, it's my third annual gypsy night. Um, I started having them in New York City when I still lived there. Um, but I brought them over um, several years ago when I moved into this area. But this year's is going to be October 12th from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, at Soul Gathering Wellness Yoga Center in Dubois, Pennsylvania. Um, and they're just going to be, it's going to be a carnival atmosphere. There's going to be different readers, Reiki healers, um, henna tattooists, um, crystal vendors. I'll be vending a lot of my wares. Um, I'm looking to get different entertainers. There's going to be wineries, catered food. It's just going to be a great way just to kind of unwind for the night. Um, and just be around like-minded people who just want to have a good time and, you know, dive more into that, you know, gypsy mysticism and just, you know, have a good time. We will be there. Oh, good. It's only $5 to come in, and then, you know, each reader has its own price, and yeah. but it's going to be really, really fun. Oh, that'll be so awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a way for me to showcase local readers and local artists and vendors to just kind of come in yeah. and do their thing. Right. Yeah. Like how, roughly how many do you have going? How many vendors? vendors? Right now, I'm still working on it, um, but right now... Well, I guess it is only yeah, one. It's, but still, <laughs> you know, as a, as a business owner, you're always kind of several months ahead of yeah. everything. Right now, I have about four or five readers, which I'm really excited. I have uh, a couple of Reiki healers, you know, energy healers. Um, probably in terms of, like, product... I probably have maybe like five or six vendors. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, so it's gonna be like a pretty nice sized event. Yeah, it's like, we're gonna have a marketplace. We're gonna have food. We're gonna have drinks. You know, we're gonna have readers. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, leave your kids good. at home. <laughs> it's more adult oriented. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what kind of cards did you use for my reading? I use the Fairy's Oracle. The yeah. Fairy's Oracle. Yeah, it's the only deck that I work with, whether personally or for my clients. And, and that is which one? 
just tarot that, cards? Those or are oracle, oracle cards. Oracle. Yeah, this is the fairy's oracle. Yeah, so they have their own language. So they yeah. speak the language of fae, which is fairies, nature spirits, and they show the good and the dark of life and kind of guide you through any type of turmoil um, that you might be going through. This is something that we've asked, like, every person that we've done this type of interview with. When you are doing a reading and, like... God forbid you see something terrible happening to them. Do you tell them or do you kind of ease your way around that and just give them like a slight warning? Everyone that we've talked to in the past said that they try to like avoid that conversation for like the person's like sake of well-being. Right. Um, a lot of a lot of what being a reader is is being uh, understanding how to talk to somebody. So I have a background in psychology. I have a background in sociology. So the worst readers will just give information and go by see you. Like that's not the way to be a reader is a reader is you deliver information, whether good or bad, and you help them through the situation. It's very much like being a therapist. Um, so I will tell my querent, um, the person getting a reading, everything that I see, everything that I hear, but there's always a way to deliver the news Yeah, and I won't deliver news um, in a, uh, heartless way. Right. Um, you want to be able to deliver them news, but say, hey, this is the way that, you know, spirit is telling me that you can work through it. So there's never just a, you know, an anvil falling on you. There's, hey, let's walk out of the, let's get out of the way of the anvil. So there's always going to be advice and guiding. Um, I can't edit myself. I feel like that's worse than anything. Um, you really have to give the good, the bad, and the indifferent during a reading. It's your responsibility as a reader to be truthful, but also know how to deliver the news so they don't freak out yeah right yeah but no i don't hold anything back if spirit wants me to tell them spirit knows better than me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because from in my opinion people that usually come to get their cards read or their palms read or it's because they've had something bad happen to them right like mom died grandma died somebody died something really bad happened you just found out you have cancer you or something like that and they just kind of want like a peace of mind right Right. Um, and the thing is, it's like peace of mind is one thing, but truth is better. Right. Like I can give people peace of mind, but if that's not the truth of the situation, let's get some clarity. And then through clarity <laughs> and truth, yeah. then they can find healing and peace of mind. Um, I don't sugarcoat anything. Um, I make sure that I'm being 100% because that's what they're sitting there and paying for. Um, a lot of people are just looking for clarity through hardships. Um, they also come in looking for validation that, hey, you know, I'm about to make this decision. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it, but I just want to hear it from another perspective, whether or not good or bad, um, or whether I should go left or right. And yeah. then they leave here and they utilize that yeah. information to make the proper choices. I always tell people, I'm not going to live your life. I'm not going to tell you how to live it, but here's the information. Go and do with it what you may. Um, but it's not my responsibility to edit what I feel the, the person getting a reading should or yeah. shouldn't hear. That's on them because this is what spirit... I'm just a conduit. I'm just giving information that spirit's telling me. And if they feel that the person needs to hear it, then I can't stand in that way. But again, I'm going to be gentle about it or at least let them know like, hey, this isn't the end. This isn't the end of the road. Here's the clarity that spirit's trying to give you as well. So how how did you get into this? Like, how old were you? Was it family or friends or? Um, honestly, it was it was really me. Um, probably in the beginning of high school, kind of. You know, I ended up meeting a witch. 
Um, and I was like, oh, that's actually a thing. Um, at that point, I was very much into Native American healing, Native American spirituality, honoring ancestors. Um, so when I heard that, you know, being a witch was actually a thing, I started looking into it. And from that grew my interest of spiritual guidance and growing as a person. And then I found tarot. Um, and tarot was the way for me to look at my life, even as, you know, a 15 year old and saying, Hey, how do I heal myself? How do I be the best person I can both spiritually and mentally and physically? And that's kind of how I got into divination with tarot, never thinking that I'd be a professional reader, never thinking I'd read for other people. It was just mainly for me. Um, and then through that getting into the crystals and the herbalism and more of the, you know, empowerment and, you know, seeing, you know, female deity along with male deity. I mean, it's just, it all just kind of works, um, well within each other, but ultimately I got into this as, um, further down the line because I wanted to help people. I mean, I actually took a spiritual oath to be a healer. Um, and that's a lot that takes a lot of strength and that takes a lot of, focus to actually be out there to help people so ultimately where i am now it's because i genuinely want to help now speaking of like witches i'm vaguely familiar i read a book on wiccanism once Mm -hmm. like is that kind of the same concept of like a witch and a wiccan well you can be you can be a witch and not a wiccan and you can be a wiccan and not a witch um wiccan is from um it's more traditional so it's kind of saying i'm christian but i'm not catholic so in the sense of Wiccan is I'm a witch, but I'm not, I'm not Wiccan or I'm pagan and my religion within paganism, paganism is a broad umbrella term of country dwellers of people who follow, you know, the rhythms of the earth, um, connect with the earth and see sacredness within, um, the earth. Right. So then you take it to an actual faith and that's where Wicca comes in and Wicca came over here from Europe in 1950. Um, It's kind of a mishmash of Celtic and Druidism and Pickish and other things, you know, part of Europe. But it's a nature-based religion. It has a god and a goddess, the balance of nature. Um, It honors the the turning of of the wheel of the year, kind of honoring the solstices and the equinoxes. It's finding love and light within the earth and celebrating that. So it's just, Wicca is just another form of religion to... Um, kind of celebrate um, celebrate the earth, you know, but being a witch, you anybody could be a witch. Being a witch is practicing witchcraft and that's just magic and that's just energy and you can use it for good or bad. It's totally up to you. I use it for good. I use it to help people. I use it to help myself. Um, but being a witch, like I said, it's not necessarily being a Wiccan. I'm not Wiccan. I don't follow that specific tradition. A lot of my witch path is my Italian background, is my gypsy background. Um, I do a lot of... Um, southern conjure um with hoodoo so you know it really depends on where you want to take that magical word of witch okay so are are you wiccan i am not wiccan no 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 i'm more eclectic witch i know wiccan i've studied many theologies through my whole life so i can have a theological conversation on pretty much any religion um I have studied Wicca, but I've also studied, you know, Druidism and the Lima and everything that else is out there. But for me, what connects to me more is um, eclectic. So I like I said, I take a lot from Italian witchcraft, a lot of Native American spirituality. I follow my own path. I don't like labels. I I don't either. Yeah. I always tell people just be yourself. Don't care what you call yourself. That's like what we were talking about. (laughs) You can call yourself, you know, Princess Moonbeam, Rainbow. I don't care. You know. Um, it's all about being your authentic self. So yeah. if somebody asks me what I am, I'm saying I'm pagan. 
I, you know, work with an earth-oriented spiritual path. Um, but more of what it is, is um, just an eclectic witch um, that I utilize energy and spirituality to help myself and others. You're just like a nice mix of everything. Yeah, you know, why limit myself? Right, Yeah. right. Um, about crystals, um... My favorites of Yes. What are your favorites? <laughs> oh, my favorite crystals. That's like asking me my favorite ice cream. Um, my favorite crystals are probably Labradorite, um, especially when I read because Labradorite protects my energy from the other person's energy. So I make sure that I am protecting uh, my energy and that I'm not letting my energy affect them at all. Um, Labradorite's fantastic. Um, it has this beautiful flash to it and the flashes can range from purple to yellow um, to greens to blues and actually um, back in the day um, the Inuit people thought that um, the flash and the beautiful colors within Labradorite were actually um, fallen strands from the northern lights that froze on the earth. Um, so Labradorite's wow. actually really beautiful and has a really beautiful history to it. Um, it's only found in Labrador, Alaska, I believe. Um, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It brings, it brings harmony. Um, another one of my favorite crystals is selenite. Um, it's a very soft stone. It actually disintegrates in water, but it cleanses your aura, cleanses your energy. It's the only crystal or one of the only crystals that doesn't need um, cleansing because it's self-cleansing and self-charging. So it will cleanse and charge your other crystals as well. Is this it right here? That is selenite. Yes, it is. This is selenite. Uh, what crystals would you recommend for somebody that like doesn't have any that's just getting into it? Um, basics. I always tell people grab yourself a piece of selenite um, because I mean you can actually use it almost like a duster and kind of dust around your um, energy body and it'll cleanse you. Um, definitely citrine. Citrine's a beautiful yellow stone. Brings joy and happiness and abundance. Mm -hmm. Um, I always tell people amethyst. Amethyst isn't always go go to crystal, beautiful purples. Um, mm -hmm. It's a great spiritual stone. It's also great for addiction or anything that's kind of holding you back. Rose quartz, of course, because that's the love stone of calmness and serenity. Um, and just because, you know, crystal may advocate love, it doesn't necessarily mean romantic love. It always starts with self-love. Um, and definitely clear quartz because that's a generator that's high vibrational um, and your clear quartz can pretty much substitute for any other crystal. I don't know why, but for me personally, I have always just been like weirdly drawn to tiger's eye. Mm, yeah, tiger's eye is amazing and it comes in many different colors. So, and tiger's eye tends to be protective, um, brings money, brings clarity. You kind of have to see like that eye aspect kind of keeps your eye on the prize and motivates you. Now, on the topic of crystals, each crystal has, like, it's each unique, like, property and, like, protection or something or whatnot, so on and so forth, that it provides you. So, my question is, like, whenever you wear, let's say I buy a, I don't know, a tiger's eye ring from, like, the jewelry store, mm -hmm. is that a different kind of crystal? Does it do the same thing as just, like, a, like a whole, like, unbothered crystal? Like Oh, absolutely. I mean, I always tell people whether you have a little tiny chip of a crystal or you have a big honking, you know, two-story amethyst tower, <laughs> it's all going to work the same. So, whether you have something that's polished... Um, and put in a setting from a jeweler or you come to a place like here where I have all the tumbled stones, it's the same energy. It's the same vibration. Um, I mean, crystals are usually referred to as
as nature's batteries because they just have this amazing vibration. So yeah, absolutely. You can have just as, ma as much energetic energy from something that you just dug out of the earth or for like something like you said with tiger's eye that you get from a jeweler. Now, for these crystals, you have to like put energy into them for them to work. Well, right? they already have energy. They already have vibration. They have already energy. But it's really important to connect your vibration to their vibration and then you program them just to tell them kind of hey this is what i need you to specifically do right because yeah. like i have been told before um actually in speaking of one of our last interviews clarity uh collection runs clarity with katie in indiana i don't know if you've heard of her um she had she told us in our interview that like you have to like believe in like what your crystal is there to do oh absolutely she was like you have to like don't just put on a tiger's eye necklace and think it's going to change your life. Right, exactly. And it's all about intent and focus. So not only do you have that energy aspect of, hey, you know, I have this tiger's eye and I'm holding it in my hand and I'm um, filling it with my intent and my focus of what I want it to bring, bring me. So say it's a tiger's eye and I need protection. So, you know, I'm putting in all that energy, whether you meditate or pray with the, the stone and now you're wearing it. But so that's the connection with you your energy and with the crystals energy but then you also go about things with a reality in the mundane world so you're wearing tiger's eye for protection don't walk down a dark alley like right. you know that's also the aspect too is you're doing things on a spiritual energetic level but you also have to make sure that you're doing things on a mundane this realm level right now, I actually have a, um, a piece of mummified birch that I got. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's so pretty. We, um, I got it from um, Crystal Cauldrons, actually. Oh, nice. When we did um, our last interview, they actually gifted us some crystals. Oh, beautiful. She, what did they give you? Um, he, Tommy gave me a little piece of amethyst. Yeah, okay. and he gave me um, a mummified birch. Nice. And... I really think it's doing something for me. <laughs> like I'm sure I, it is. Like, I genuinely, like, believe in this wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure it's doing. I mean, you know, what do you feel like it's doing for you? I just feel like I am a very anxious person. Like, I'm a worrier. Yeah. So I can't it, help it. Grounding you I more? can't help it. That's just how I am. Yeah. And I take it to, I actually take it to work with me. I work in a nursing home. My job is crazy hectic. I can imagine. So, like, I'll just, like, sometimes I'll just take a minute and I'll just, like, roll it around in my hand. And I'm just, like, I just breathe. And then, like, it makes me feel better. And then, like, I can go on with my day. And, oh, like, absolutely. continue on. Good. I mean, that's the thing is, too. I mean, even something like mummified or petrified wood, that's very grounding. So then you have the energy of that specific tree. And, and birches are very grounding. They're also the sign of rebirth. You know, so it's great that you actually... As an individual, you're finding energy that's helpful with you. And that's really all it is. Now, people wear the crystals and, like, necklaces and things like that. If you just keep them in your house, do they provide you with that? Or does it have to be, like, contact with them? No, you can absolutely put them in your house. A lot of times people will come in completely new to crystals and they're like, what do I do with this? Right. If you want it to have an influence on your home or your office or your car absolutely just saturate those environments with those crystals and again it's about setting your intentions i have crystal towers all over my house and they all have intentions i have um, crystal grids laying around my house they all have intentions but if it's something specific i need for the day like whether it's protection or clarity or protecting my energy then i'll carry them with me um, do you charge them like um I guess not charge them. Is that even the right word I'm yeah, thinking of? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like with the moon phases? Yeah, absolutely. Do you do that? Yes, yeah. Do you recommend people do that? Yes. 
Um, I always recommend when people leave to cleanse, charge, and program. And cleansing a stone is as simple as, you know, ringing a bell over it. Because what you want to do is it's not necessarily having residual bad energy. You just want to cleanse it from anyone else who has touched it because it's yours now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can cleanse it by, you know, incense, sage, you know, praying over it, meditating over it, um, using selenite. This is why I really do advocate just get a piece of selenite. It just saves everything. Because at the end of the day, you can just throw your jewelry by selenite, your crystal and they're instantly mm-hmm. cleansed and charged um, when you charge it then you can charge them in the sun you can charge them in thunderstorms you can charge them in the moon so whatever kind of works with you some people charge them with music um, it's just at, you know activating that energy and adding to it and then you program it and let it know what you need it to do I was I'm researching things like this to try to be prepared because I knew you were going to like know what's up because you <laughs> run a crystal shop and I didn't want to like sound like an idiot in no. front of you and I, re- I stumbled across, um, I don't even remember where it was. It was a .org, so I believe it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the best, they put it in a certain way. It said that when you buy a crystal and you take it home, you almost have to, like, sign a contract with that crystal. And, like, say, this is what I need from you. This is what we need to do together. And then you, like, use, and that made sense to me. Yeah. Absolutely. And hearing you talk like that, it almost like kind of like that validation again, like yeah. makes me like, oh, okay, that yeah. site was like correct. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're, you're forming some sort of relationship with it because ultimately it's a tool. It's a tool you respect, um, but it's a tool you're going to use. Um, so you have to form a relationship. Your crystals after a while are going to tell you when they're low on energy, when they need to be cleansed. when they. So it's forming this really great spiritual energetic relationship with a crystal so absolutely it's it's forming this relationship and saying hey this is what we need to do together let's go do it now do you use sunlight on your stones at all or is it always just moonlight it's, it depends so certain crystals will fade in the sun um, so you have to be careful so like citrine i will put in the sun because citrine is like the energy from the sun so that's going to work well sunstone um it really depends on the stone um if i carnelian can be in the sun but like amethyst fluorite rose quartz those are all going to fade in the sun because i i have opals yeah and i keep them on my window seal opals I take are them great down? no opals are great because opals especially fire opals you have that fiery energy to it um but different crystals have different sensitivities there's certain crystals you can't put in water there's certain crystals you can't you know put in the sun there's i mean you could put all crystals in the moonlight Mm-hmm. But each element has its own energies. Moonlight is usually psychism, emotional support, motherly energy. Sun is usually uh, male energy, manifestation, strength, vitality, motivation. So it also depends on the crystal as well. But you want to be careful to make sure that you're not working with a crystal that's sensitive to a specific element. Now, something else that I had read was that the use of crystals dates back to the Egyptians. Is that correct? Crystal work dates back to the beginning of man. I read on um, one of these articles um, that said, like, that's why um, pharaohs always had, like, the jewels and everything yeah. like that, because it represented, like, power and, like, yes. what they do. Yeah, they, it, was, it was very um, heavy in Egypt, but it just didn't originate in Egypt. Right. I mean, yeah, from the beginning of man finding stones and thinking that, you know, they are a form of deity, you know, charging them, putting them in, in, in their harvest to make sure that, you know, they had a bounty for harvest. Egyptians loved... Um, glamour. They they loved <laughs> things that were just very, 
you know, gaudy and just very kind of festive. Um, and they actually used to grind down lapis lazuli um, yeah. to use as makeup. So they actually used to grind oh, wow. down crystals. That's just a beautiful blue. Yeah, oh it's gosh. absolutely beautiful blue. Actually, any um, old Virgin Mary paintings you come across, mm -hmm. if you ever see that blue, that's usually powdered lapis that wow. they used to yeah that they used to paint and use it. So again, the Egyptians used different colored crystals for their makeup, um, and then they also you know different cultures use different crystals as paint. I definitely think you should do, like, a history on all of this. I feel like a lot of people would, like, really, like, enjoy that. And, like, yeah. I feel like that would bring you in some money. Like, <laughs> I appreciate that. It's, just, it's kind of like I, I know information you know and so I don't much. know yeah, why yeah. I know this information. It's not going to get me anywhere. No, I'm joking. Um, well, a lot of times when I teach classes, I do. I, I teach about the history of it. So How often are your classes? I teach classes twice a month um, at my, my shop in downtown Dubois. Um, I usually teach them every other Sunday um, for a few hours. Um, so in my actual Crystal 101 class, my basic crystal class, we go into the history of crystals and how oh. they originate. Oh and all that. We'll have to take the next one. Yeah. I, I think this is so, I could talk about it all day. <laughs> they're <laughs> oh, on I Sundays. It. I, I can actually it. go. Yeah. Are yeah. they always no. on Sundays? Yeah, they're always on Sundays. That's yeah, awesome. they're usually between, they're, they're usually about two hours, two to four. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah but there, there's just so much. There is so much, and that's why I actually have a basic crystal class. I just taught my intermediate crystal class because there is so much information. I mean, you could talk for hours the history yeah. of crystals and the history of tarot and history of herbs and magic and like there's all that just stuff. like so much, and I don't, I just don't know. Yeah, like I'm very ignorant about the subject. Yeah, I know well, what I've been told, and I know like what I've seen. Right. But like there's so much that I would genuinely just love to know about because it is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I've been, is. I've been, you know, working with crystals for like I said over thirty years. So it's like this is just an accumulation of reading and researching and experimenting and using, and um, it's just I love it. I absolutely love it. Now I I've been told that I have like a lot of energy. Um, Debbie, who was um, the very first person that like read my poems or anything for a little background, um, told me that my energy. I don't know if you know much about the dimensions or if that's, like, your thing or not. But, yeah, I know a little bit. Um, she told me that my energy radiates in the, from the ninth dimension okay. and that I, like, am, a, like, a descendant from, like, blue avians. Okay. And, like, so I... And she <laughs> said that's probably why you're, like, so, like, antsy and, like... Yeah. Because I've always had, like, this, like, weird fascination with, like, Egyptian culture and, like... Yeah. And she was like, that's probably where that comes from. And that's why, like, I need, like, my, like, my wood. It get Like, sometimes I just feel like I'm, like, ugh. Yeah, and then that just kind of like you down. You need crystals, yeah. like ground. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. If you're looking for grounding, having a piece of wood is per is perfect because that's taking you back to the source. That's stability. That's grounding. That's you know the aspect of you coming down from you know too too high of of energy. So petrified wood is absolutely per perfect. Now every reading that I've gotten, I've only had two so far. Not like I've had an abundance, but um, everyone the, the two that have read me said that like it was kind of hard to like. Kind of really, because I just have, like, so much energy. So kind of just to pin so, you down. if I would to, like, I'm going to schedule a tarot card reading with you. Okay, great. So, like, if, should I bring my wood and, like, hold it with me to kind of keep myself more grounded? Yes. Does that make it easier for someone that is, like, super antsy, super anxious, if they have something to just kind of, like, tone them down before you do a reading? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you're going to know the tools that are going to best you 
during any type of reading or any type of, of, of situation. It's one of the reasons why I put selenite and rose quartz in front of um, the person getting the reading on my table is because rose quartz and selenite calm people down. And a lot of times people are nervous. Mm -hmm. But if you have high energy and you want to kind of um, ground it, if you have tools, absolutely bring them. Yeah. And you have um, not just crystals, but you have lamps and candles as well, right? Yes. I have salt lamps, uh, crystal lamps. I have soy candles that I make um, on premises. I have altar candles that are great for anybody who's like doing any type of energy work. They're unscented. Um, I carry blessing candles, herbs, essential oils, charms, um, books, jewelry, you name it. I got it. Specialized crystals, singing bowls. Yeah. I remember coming here on your opening day and getting, like, so much stuff. But I got um, a couple of those necklaces that have, like, the prosperity. The mojo charms yeah. that I make. The mojo yeah. charms. Yeah. Yeah. You make them? Yes, I make them. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Yeah, they have all herbs, oils, and crystals. It's actually my take on um, the mojo bag which is again very southern conjure it's mojo bags or fabric bags that have different symbolism herbs oils um coins whatever it is that you're looking to attract to you and i used to and i still do make the fabric ones but then I, a few years ago i decided let me try a wearable one um that's in a little crystal vial um and again they have crystals herbs and oils and they're probably my most um sought after item so i'm always uh restocking because i make everything yeah. by hand yeah well i love essential oils as well um, i do too i actually have some of um the wax melts that you have here oh, okay. from the essential oils okay awesome awesome yeah i i love i love making things i love creating i love um tectile um stuff it's ever been ever and since I, I was a kid I, I will say, like, they are probably the best ones that I've ever used. Oh, thank you. I don't even have Why to have... wax melt? I have the wax... I don't, wax I don't have to have my melter on. Like, I keep one in my in my bedroom. Mm. Um, I put um, some, like, chamomile in it, and usually... I don't usually buy, like, a wax melt. I usually just, like, mix a whole bunch of oils together, right. and, like, until I find a smell I like. Yeah. Like, I try to use, like, lavender chamomile things that, like, after a long day's work, turn it on and kind of calm me nice down. Nice relaxation, yeah. Um, and I bought one of yours because I was tired of doing that because I'm lazy, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to turn my wax melter on in my whole room. I open the door and it just like smells so awesome. good in there. Awesome. Well, you're not the first person to tell me that, so I appreciate it. I mean, I've been making candles for 20 years. So I make sure that, you know, every pretty much it's a product that I would want to buy. I'm not going to make anything that's subpar to my standards. Like if I'm going to buy it, then it's good enough for, for my customers. And I have very, very high standards. Everything here is amazing. Even if you live, you know, even if it's like an hour or so away, it is worth the trip. Um, Raven is amazing, and everything here is good quality. Yes, and there's just so much. There's no, nowhere even around here. No, I can't even think of anywhere else that you can go and just buy things like this no not in this area you and also I, have a large not a large area but like a nice little chunk of your store for um books oh what absolutely. kind of books do you supply here um pretty much any kind of book that has to do with spiritual wellness mm -hmm. metaphysical so i mean we have books on reiki astrology numerology we have books on wicca we have books on um pennsylvania dutch magic a lot of different cultural magic um judaism um working with angels um, pretty much, you know, if you're looking for it, we have it. Um, a lot of people look into the spiritual guide books, the angel books, mm -hmm. how to kind of have a connection with your spirit guides. Um, a lot of magical books. Um, I'm a big Scott Cunningham fan, so I make sure I have all his herbalism books. Um, a lot of essential oil books. So, oh, cool. you know, yeah. Do you so, have any crystal books? Oh, tons. 
absolutely yeah. tons. Yeah. Oh, I would like that. Yeah. Cool. And since I've actually read most of them, if not, I make sure that they're high quality books because there's a lot of crap books out there and I don't want to carry them. So <laughs> if somebody comes in looking for a specific book, I can sit with them and be like, well, this is this would this would be a good book for this. This would be a good book for that. So That's I'm awesome. able to help um, and navigate. So it's not like I'll just, you know, say, well, there's the books and then good yeah. luck to you. Yeah. You don't just stand there. No, I don't want to <laughs> just do that because I, I when I when I would go into a store like this, I wouldn't want to be ignored either yeah that's one of the first things i noticed you were greeting everyone as soon as they were walking through the door yeah thank you well i I find that important you know it also gives um a friendly face right that's just good business yeah it's good business and you know i I, it's especially with the business i have it's very one-on-one it's very customer service oriented yeah you remembered me even and i've only been here a few times yeah i if i don't remember names i definitely remember faces yeah that's how i am yeah how long have you been open um, we have been here, it'll be two years, October 28th of this year. What wow. I find most, like, in, like fascinating is that when you walk in, there's literally something for everyone. Yeah. Like, whether you're not, if you're shopping for yourself, for your mom, for your dad, for someone's birthday, for an anniversary. Yeah. There's always, like, getting someone, like, a nice crystal is a good gift. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. even if you're buying them for someone that, like, doesn't believe in what they do, yeah. there are or some beautiful crystals. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful crystals yeah. out there that just make a beautiful, like, tabletop decoration. Oh, absolutely. Or something like absolutely. that. I feel like so, anybody could walk in here and find something that they would like and walk out happy. Yeah, and that's really what this shop is built on. It's built on um, wanting to give some pe- wanting to give people a place to, to kind of feel... A sanctuary is where they can come in, take a deep breath, and just unwind and relax and be themselves. And they can look into different books or they can pick up, you know, anything for anybody, whether it's, a, you know, if you're not into crystals, you're not into incense, you're not into, like, magical stuff, that's fine. There's candles, you know, there's incense, there's different things that are going to help. And like you said, I definitely do pride myself on making sure that everybody from every path can find something that they would love and that would make them happy. I have been, I went into one other store and there was um, pentagrams and things in there. Like, which I, doesn't affect me any. I'm not very a religious person, mm-hmm. but I could understand like that. If you're like a solid, devout, like Christian person, Catholic person, you don't want to see that thing. Yeah. Like I could understand how that would turn you away. Well, yeah. But, like when you walk in here, there's just nothing. It's just a very calm environment. You have your crystals, you have your lamps, there's the incense, there's everything. Yeah. And that's the thing, it's... Um, and I feel that's very, like, unique. Yeah. That well, that's what I'm... I, I want people to feel comfortable. Um, I always said that, you know, if you're a Harry Potter fan, this is the room of requirements. It, <laughs> it is It is what you need it to be. That's right. Um, you know, if you're a witch, you're going to find the pentacles, because they're in there. But yeah. if you're Christian, you're going to find the Jesus candles. Right. If you're Buddhist, you're going to find the Buddha statues, you know. If you're into, you know, Ganesh, you know, the Hindu god, you're going to find his stuff. If you are atheist and you don't care about any of that, then maybe you want a candle or a crystal or just, you know, a pretty set of earrings um i pride myself on wanting to be all inclusive because it's so important um and i'm not pushing any sort of agenda i'm not pushing my my belief system my spirituality i want people just to be themselves in here if you come in with a kind heart and an open mind and you're not trying to push your agenda on me everybody is welcome in here because that's i mean that I just, it's just a place of love. It's a place yeah. of love. It's a place of healing. It's a place of, you know, find out what makes you tick. But I, I'm, I will never be just one specific um, agenda because right. I can't be that. I love that. Did you have a shop in New York? 
I didn't. Um, I started this business probably about 20 years ago in New York City. I was mainly website um, oriented, oh, okay. Etsy, things like that. And then I would do readings in, in cafes and, and bars and things like oh, that. Cool. So I was doing the business, but I didn't actually have a storefront. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Did you meet people like along the way? Oh, absolutely. In New York, you know, you meet, you know, different entertainers, different readers, different teachers. Um, but a lot at that point, I knew a lot of my contacts in New York City. You know, I yeah. was at one point I was hired by the Jewish Museum. They had a 1920s um, shindig um, uh, in Manhattan and they wanted a fortune teller. So they hired me to read for people for three hours. Oh, that is so you cool. You know, and like a lot of my connections out in New York City were from the burlesque um, uh, community. So oh. they would hire me for, oh, you know, different that. events. I, know. I and, love yeah. like the whole culture yeah. of burlesque. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And then like a lot of my best friends are, you know, burlesque dancers and performance, performance oh, artists. Oh, that's so, awesome. You know, that kind of gets you into more of that artistic entertainment when you do have like the burlesque community, you know, paired up with like the psychics and the tarot or the oracle community. And like they definitely do kind of do the same thing in terms of entertainment. So did you um, do any type of like conventions or anything there? Um, New York, I didn't do any big conventions when I was out there, but me and my best friend started Gypsy Night out there. So oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, so we started that out there. And then once I moved out to Pennsylvania in this area, I kind of had to reestablish myself here yeah so that's kind of where I was like hey I make candles but I don't do readings because it's the difference of the area and yeah. you know you I kind of wanted to not have that shock aspect because it is a small area mm -hmm. um so I would come out slowly and slowly like oh I make candles and I do this and then people found out I was a reader and like oh we want to book you for a party and this and that so that's yeah. how I built myself here as well I didn't put myself out there as a reader, but little by little people found out and they were really excited that there was a oh, reader in the area. Yeah, absolutely. So I was actually one of the first professional readers in this area. Oh, yeah. To I, kind I of come out. Of yeah, else. yeah. Um, what, um, what do you miss about New York City? The food. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the food. I miss the diversity. I definitely miss the culture. Yeah. Um, growing up, you know, I grew up, you know, with Italians and, and you know, uh, you know, the Jewish community and the Latino community and the African-American community. And they were just everybody. It was just this big, you know, melting pot of just everybody. You know, out here, it's a little bit different. <laughs> so I <laughs> to put it mildly um so i definitely do miss the culture and the, just the different people um so i actually do get excited when i see somebody who's not of the norm in this area i'm like oh i want to get to know that person uh, but definitely i mean the shopping the culture um and definitely the food i miss in new york but I, you could pay me to move back there i have been to new york a handful of times and honestly what i love most about new york city is that you are honestly just another face in the crowd yeah yeah. You can wear your six-inch heels if you're a boy and bright red lipstick and no one even notices absolutely, you. Absolutely, absolutely. You can be whatever. You can be the biggest, like, yeah. freak you want to be. You can be the nicest little Christian church girl you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And no one even cares. No. You are just, honest to God, another face in the crowd. Right. And there's something about that. It's just so calming. Yeah. And it's almost like comforting. You can be whatever you want to be and no yeah. one even cares. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When <laughs> I used to... Like here. When... I used to take the train before I was driving back and forth from New York City from here. I took the train once, um, pulled into Jersey and found, and saw this big African-American guy wearing this big, brown, furry, 
fur coat and I was like yes I'm home I was like that's <laughs> awesome because it's just genuinely being yourself and not caring or worrying about you know the neighbor that's going to talk because nobody <laughs> New York City nobody talks to their neighbors anyway um, <laughs> but it's just nicer when you can just genuinely be yourself and this is honestly why I wanted to make this shop is I want people to come in I want boys to come in with their lipstick and their six inch heels into the shop you know I want people who are singing their own genuine song to come in here and feel comfortable it is a very welcoming environment oh, well, good. like oh, it is good. it's very zen and, and lack for lack of a better like term but well I appreciate that because that's exactly what I've been trying to to create what are your hours uh, my hours are I'm only closed Mondays and Tuesdays because even I need a break. Um, <laughs> Wednesday through Sundays we're open. Um, Wednesdays, Thursdays, 11 to 7. Um, Fridays, 11 to 8 because uh, I like to have later hours on the weekend for people who, you know, really don't have anything to do. Um, I want to come and hang out. Um, Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. and then Sundays, 10 to 5. Um, every other Sunday we do have class and that's when we close from 2 to 4. Okay. But if you're ever looking for my hours, my hours are posted. If you Google Raven Moons Oracle, um, go to my website, ravenmoonsoracle.com, or visit me on Facebook, Raven Moons Oracle. Um, all my hours are there as well. Awesome, awesome. And also, uh, Raven does tarot card readings yes. on the radio as well. I do. Every Monday. I do. I do. Every <laughs> we Monday. We know you do the readings and you do them over the phone too, right? Yes, I do them over the phone. I I read for people over the country. I've read for people um, internationally, New Zealand and Hawaii. So um, if anybody, you know, is ever interested in a phone reading, but yes, on Sunny 106, um, every Monday at 8.20 a.m. I am live on the air um, talking about, you know, new classes, new product, as well as delivering the tarot card reading of the week. Oh, I think that's so awesome. And thank you for coming to this community. You oh. are truly like a, a light to this town. Oh, Wouldn't you geez. agree? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to make me turn red. And thank you so much for, you know, taking the time to be on our podcast. Yes, thank you so much. No, I... very informative. Like we really like went deep. We, and I appreciate that. I hope I didn't ramble or you know, no, talk, no, no. talk nonsensical. No, I appreciate you guys coming and, and wanting uh, to interview me. I'm so appreciative. And I'm so appreciative to be in this community. I mean, I am here because of the community. The things I carry is because the community has asked for it. You know, I started out in this area in a very small um, consignment shop. Um, you know, it had a very small space in there and people wanted crystals and books and this and that. So ultimately what the shop is, is because of the community. And I think there really thank are amazing it. people here. Yeah, absolutely. I feel, I absolutely. feel like the subject of this isn't becoming like as taboo almost as right. it used to be. No, it's not. Years and years and years ago. Right. I feel like it's normal-ish. Like it's becoming more normal. Absolutely. Now more than ever for people to be like, oh, I just got my palm read. I just got my cards read. I just bought these crystals like exactly exactly i just you know but i'm in i'm saging my house yeah. i'm people are understanding that there's there's so much out there there's so much different culture there's so many different techniques there's so many different um parts that can help you you know and and just find what works for you you know that's really what's important i feel like the spiritual world is really like almost like awakening in yeah. like throughout the world and like when we started is that something um, we started this whole podcast because of, like, a death. Like, mm -hmm. um, the, our third blonde who's not here, um, her boyfriend died, and this is how we Aww. 
we all kind of suddenly became like on this track through this. And yeah, then, like, she the more, started listening to podcasts and things yeah. like that. And the more we started and to do it, the more interested we, we began. And this is something that we definitely decided that we wanted to like make a big focus of our podcast. Yeah. To like bring attention to things like this that maybe people don't really know about that like they can stumble upon and listen to. Yeah, and it would be helpful and, to them. Right. Absolutely. You guys are doing a and, service and that's fantastic. Yeah, and like we talked about this whole episode, there is something for everybody here. So make sure that you come check it out. And thank you again, Raven. Yes, thank oh, you and so thank much. you guys for listening. Um, stay tuned for our next episode. We'll see you next time.